0: Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. I'd like to introduce the books of First and 2 Thessalonians today. Both were written by Paul the Apostle. The approximate time of the writing is generally believed to be around 51 A.D., and traditionally, scholars have determined that either Galatians or First Thessalonians were the first books written in the New Testament. I've read a number of differing ideas on this, but it all comes down to these two books, um, which one is the earliest written. So this may, in fact, have been the first book written that's now in the New Testament canon. Now, Paul established this church in Thessalonica on his second missionary journey around 51 AD. And uh, remember, he and Barnabas had parted company after the first missionary journey and before the start of the second missionary journey. So Paul is accompanied now by Silas and also we read Timothy has joined the little band of missionaries that's traveling with Paul. Paul, according to Acts 17, was driven out of town out of Thessalonica by an angry Jewish mob. Uh, He was persecuted by these Jews The purpose of the writing of 1st and 2nd Thessalonians is to encourage believers and to give general instructions on Christian living. It also provides a great deal of insight into Jesus' second coming. In fact, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians speak more about the return of Jesus Christ and the day of the Lord than any of Paul's other letters. It's interesting um, that there's also a look at the individual we refer to as the Antichrist in Second Thessalonians, and we'll talk about that in due season when we get to Second Thessalonians. Now Thessalonica was the lead city in Greece at the time of Paul's missionary journey. It's a, a major uh, hub and thoroughfare for commerce and the things in the ancient world. And so as we read this today, I want you to note that this was not some little small town that Paul was writing to. It was not a little insignificant city. It was a major city in Europe, as I mentioned in Greece specifically. And so today, uh, reading from First Thessalonians chapter 1, Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that He has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how He lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere, Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell how you turned to God from idols, to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. In Paul's apostolic introduction, he introduces his new teammates. It's written in verse 1 Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father. And so Paul, Silas and Timothy make up the team during the second missionary journey. As I said previously, Paul was traveling with Barnabas on his first missionary journey. John Mark, Barnabas's cousin, was along with them and John Mark apparently turned back, leading Paul and Barnabas to have a disagreement at the start of the second missionary journey as to whether John Mark should accompany them again. And so Barnabas went one direction and took John Mark, and Paul took Silas and Timothy, apparently, with him to travel. And so this is written to the Thessalonians. Once again, Paul says the name of God in various ways. He says, In God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And he extends grace and peace to the readers and, by extension, to you, the hearers. Paul writes in verse 2, We always thank God for all of you, and continually mention you in our prayers. This is a recurring theme with Paul. He's constantly praying for the churches and the people that he's influenced, the people that he's led to the Lord. I often think that we do people a great disservice if we just lead them to the Lord and abandon them. Paul had the habit not only of visiting them over and over again with these multiplied missionary journeys, but continually praying for his converts and the uh, the ministry works that he established. Paul was giving us an example to follow, and I like to believe that I'm following in the footsteps of Paul inasmuch as I travel and help establish churches and bring people to Christ. I'm praying for those believers as well, and obviously I need to be more like Paul and pray continually, as Paul says that he does, for the new believers and for the churches. Verse 3, Paul writes, We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's interesting. He mentions faith, love, and hope. These three, um, as it's written in another place, remain beyond the grave. Faith, love, and hope. And the faith... In Jesus Christ. The faith of the fathers extended to us through Jesus Christ. And then he mentions their labor. They were working prompted by love, not uh, works righteousness, but out of a love for Jesus Christ, they were laboring to bring men to Christ. They were laboring to disciple men and women. They were laboring fervently to spread the kingdom of God on earth. And then he mentions your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this church was one that was under persecution. I mentioned that Paul had been chased out of town by Jews that opposed the gospel. And so there was a backlash to the gospel in Thessalonica. And those believers that remained behind, many of them were Jews who had received Jesus as their Jewish Messiah. And uh, they became persecuted by these other Jews who resisted the gospel. Paul writes, "'For we know, brothers and sisters loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction.'" And so this is the way the gospel comes. You see, friends, the Word of God is not simply another book. It's not an ancient literature document in and of itself. In other words, it is ancient. It is literature but more importantly, it's empowered by the Holy Spirit of the Living God. The Word of God has power and authority to bring conviction, to bring faith, to bring hope, to bring love, to bring salvation. And so, friends, I'm here today sharing the Word of God because the power of the Holy Spirit moves in the Word of God. If you want to be anointed, use the Word of God. If you want to be anointed by God, use the name of Jesus Christ often. And I mean use it correctly. Promote the name of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of all. Paul gives us an example in many, many different ways, and he gave these early believers an example as well. In verse 6, he writes, "...you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit." So Paul says they were imitators of him. He also had suffered persecution, illness, shipwrecks, beatings, etc. But he speaks of the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And this seems to the carnal mind to be a non-sequitur. It seems unreasonable to be joyous in the midst of severe suffering." But I can testify firsthand that uh, I myself have been joyful in the midst of sickness. I've been joyful in the midst of accidents. I've been joyful in the midst of our house burning down. I've been joyful in the midst of horrible things done against um, my family a physical attack on one of my daughters. I know how to be joyful in the Holy Ghost. We have the joy that and the peace that passes all understanding in the Lord. And Paul was an example of this, as was our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, friends, yes, we have to deal with a fallen world and the thing that things that comes with it. But because of the presence of God in our life, we can have the supernatural joy and the peace that passes all understanding. We can look to Paul as an example of these things. In verse 7, Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica, "...you also became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us." And so this early church, friends, was so fervently in love with Jesus— was so passionate about the gospel and the things of God that they became known throughout the churches in the ancient world as a model for others to imitate. Not only was Paul a model, not only was Jesus a model, the believers, the entire group of believers in this Thessalonian church, or this Thessalonikian church, uh, became a model for believers not only in that age, but from all ages, for us today as well as those then. In verse 9, it writes, "...they tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the true and living God, and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath." And so this theme of Jesus coming from heaven, the return of the Lord, is introduced in verse 10, and Paul will continue to develop this throughout First and Second Thessalonians. So Jesus is returning, my friend. Whether you believe it or not, he was raised from the dead. He is the only one who can rescue us from the coming wrath, the day of judgment. Only in Jesus is salvation found. And so today, the Holy Spirit is here to bring conviction, repentance, and cleansing to you and to all who will listen. And we can live for Jesus Christ victorious lives, overcoming the world in the power of God. Lord, I pray for the living uh, listeners that are hearing these words, Lord, we're still in the days of our struggle. We're still in the days of contending for the faith. We're still in the days of endurance that needs to be inspired by our hope in you. God, help us through our faith in you. Be hopeful, Lord. Help us by our love for you. Labor to labor diligently until Your coming. We love you, Lord. We seek you, Lord, with all of our hearts. Make us more enabled to seek you. In Jesus' name, amen.